Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The Synod of Synodality continues, and with it comes the new religion. What is that new religion? They'll call it Catholic, but what it will be is the universal church of man, something St. Pius X warned us about more than a century ago. In many ways, it will look Catholic, but it will be emptied of its divine content by the modernists, who seek to make the church into something the world loves. Instead of calling the world to repentance and calling the world to kneel before the cross of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ to be made new again in the sacramental life of the church, we see the church adopting a pantheistic, syncretistic approach. I bring you an update out of Australia and Ireland to really show you that this is not the same isolated mess like I've been accused of focusing on. These folk, these issues are widespread in the church. So let's take a closer look. But before I get into the synodal process, I want to give you an update here. This is important. If you're in the United Kingdom, the Scottish Parliament is considering criminalizing public prayer. Yeah, you heard that right. The Archdiocese of St. Andrews in Edinburgh is hosting a meeting for this. If you're in Scotland, consider attending. Here's the information. They have two online sessions, one on July 18th, just a few days from now, and the other on the 2nd of August. They're in the evening. I'll have links to the online information in today's show notes at returntotradition.org in the post for this video. Please attend if you can. On to the mess that is the synodal process for remaking the Catholic faith into the image and likeness of the world and of the prince of the world. On July 3rd, 2022, the second session of the Plenary Council in Australia opened. The plenary council there is something that the Australian church does every few decades, and this one happens to coincide with Francis of Synod of Satanic Synodality, which I'm sure is just a happy coincidence. But here's how they chose to open the synod. Pay close attention to what the woman who is about to speak here has to say. Um, it is with deep honor and respect that I acknowledge this place and ask permission of the ancestral spirits the male spirits, the female spirits, for all of us to be here in ceremony this afternoon. It is with deep... Ah, yes, the ancient male and female spirits. Not terribly inclusive of her to limit it in that way, but then again, she was being pretty inclusive by inviting into the synodal process what St. Paul called it demons, so I guess that should make the secularists quite happy. This kind of nonsense has been happening for years in many places, and it brings to mind the pacademon nonsense from late 2019 that many of us think kicked off our woes as a world that started in earnest in 2020. Look, I fully believe that, that the pacademon stuff and everything that came in the world afterwards are linked. And I'm curious if you are on the same page with me on that. But this is a prime example of syncretism. If you're not familiar with the term syncretism, newadvent.org describes it in this way, quote, Modern tendency in the history of religions sees in the biblical revealed religion a product of syncretism, the fusion of re various religious forms and views, end quote. Their definition basically says that anyone who engages in syncretism will attempt to dismiss Christianity as being the fusion of several different ancient religious systems into one system under our so-called elder brothers in the ancient temple in Jerusalem. This theological fusion is now brought up as a defense of what you just saw in the video by those who simply refuse to admit that something has gone horribly wrong in the church, and that what we are witnessing is either the full-fledged ape of the Church of Catholic Prophecy, or at the very least its forerunner. Things like what we saw in Ireland are not actually as common as what I'm about to show you in Ireland. A listener who shall remain anonymous mailed me 
from Ireland a copy of the synodal feedback report given out at their parish. I was surprised to see it when I went to check the, my PO box because, you know, people do mail me things sometimes and I was surprised to see this thing, trust me. If in Australia they were fusing non-Catholic tribal beliefs and demons into the faith, here we see one facet of the world's theology creeping in, your feelings being the most important thing in the church. The Synod Feedback Report is available online, as it turns out, so if you want to see a copy of this dumpster fire for yourself, simply go again to returntotradition.org, and you'll find a link to it in today's show notes there under the title of today's podcast post, along with the information for those of you in Scotland. But here's what the report says, quote, during the month of March, we were asked to respond to Pope Francis and join a synodal process with the Holy Father. The Pope invited us all to take part in sharing and listening to each other and to the Spirit by giving some thought to four questions. One, when you think of your experience of church, what brings joy? Two, when you think of your experience of church, what brings sadness or disappointment? Three, when you think of your experience of church, what brings hope? Four, when you think of your experience of church, what brings fear or anxiety? He reminded us that we are all in the same boat seeking the truth, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, he asks us all to help guide the church through a period of change. Over two weekends in March, these questions were shared with congregations at all masses. In addition to, to this, views were also sought from individuals and groups who might not be regular attendees at mass. We are grateful to all who took the time to consider these questions and give their views. Over 500 responses were received. These views were collated during the month of April, and a report identifying emerging themes was submitted to the Archdiocese, set out below are the themes which emerged, end quote. And I'll get to the emerging themes here in a moment, but this is a mess, folks. What brings joy? What brings sadness or disappointment? This reminds me of when I was in my PhD program. It was during the downturn about a decade ago, and I was working where I could find work, in this case, as a resident assistant in the university dorms at my college. Basically, I was the floor landlord who worked for the university, and this kind of silliness was part and parcel of our regular training. Yes, a Catholic diocese is using the same nonsensical approach that universities use with 20-something college students to make them more sensitive and in tune with their feelings, as if the emotional responses of the lady should matter at all when it comes to the truth of the faith and the importance of, I don't know, upholding the timeless moral foundations of the church and all things that hang in the balance when we're talking about our eternal destiny. So what sparked sadness or joy to the good folks of the Archdiocese of Dublin? From the Synodal Report, people found joy in attending Mass, which is a good sign. I like a strong start, and that's a strong start. They found joy in belonging to a community of faith. That's also a good thing. Good priests in their ministry in the church as a sanctifying place brought joy as well. That's all good news, and I'm glad that they all feel that way. But what about what brought the lady sadness? From the report, quote, the various scandals have dealt a shock to the faithful in terms of confidence in the institution. Society has changed. The church hasn't and is out of touch. Failure of the church to communicate its positive message. The falling away of young people and middle-generation families from the church. The deafness of the church to social issues. The decline in vocations to the priesthood. The role of women in our church. End quote. There's a lot of sign and errors in all that. The church apparently needs to get with society, to agree with society's values according to the average lay response in Ireland. Society has changed and the church hasn't gotten with the times. If I was the Bishop of Dublin, I'd be looking for a way to fix that problem first and foremost, but that probably isn't going to happen. And it won't happen partially because of what the lady have to say gives them hope. Quote, there's great hope in the leadership of Pope Francis. There's a need for new forms of prayer and more involvement of the laity. 
that the church will listen to the outcomes of this synodal process, that vocations to religious life and lay ministry will recover and grow, that the role of women in ministry will be promoted, that young people and families return and want to be part of a faith community into the church which is open to all, that the church is more active in countering the negative portrayal of the institution in the mainstream media. End quote. Wow. If Francis is bringing you hope, then you're either not paying attention or you've already gone pretty far down the road to hypermodernism. But here we see several calls for new things in the church, which St. Pius X condemned, and the idea that new things will bring back religious vocations. Look, that couldn't be further from the truth, folks. It is the new things that drove people out of religious orders, not the old. And we see this odd call for the values of the world to be adopted in several places. But we've seen this in synods ranging from the infamous German synodal way to synods in the United States, Canada, Australia, and well beyond. The laity want the faith changed, and that begs a lot of questions. But I'll let you ruminate on those and let me know what you think are the implications of all that. What do you think about all this? Was this to be expected? Is this apostasy or just cringe-inducing? Let me know in the comments, please. How about that speech from the Australian Catholic who invoked the ancient spirits? Did the Pacamama events embolden this sort of nonsense in the church? Again, let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing these videos on social media. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.